Hey, this is Alan. This is Brandon. And welcome to Dice Over Everything. So, are you about to finish any major goals? Or, you know, are you just starting some new ones right now? Um, I have failed in all of my life goals right now. So, uh, I think it's time awesome. to uh, turn over a new leaf. Oh, crazy. That's a li- only a, li- a little bit of, yeah, hyperbole. Hopefully. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but you know what? You know what helps with uh, the fact that I have failed in my life goals? Um, I feel like I've succeeded in a lot of my hobby goals <laughs> in terms of my minutes. Oh, oh I, I didn't realize there was a difference. I, I was getting confused there. <laughs> That's true. You know what? That's true. I just need to, to realize what, what life is really about. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so... Um, in this podcast, we're going to be talking about uh, projects and finishing projects. And yeah, that's basically it. How, are you, how do you finish projects? How do you deal with the fact that, you know, we have an unending closet full of miniatures? And uh, how do we feel good about the fact that we, you know, we, we, we finished what we started? You just, you just use grit and determination and you just grind until you're done. Of course. Or, yeah, you use, you use your, your, your inner heroic uh, spirit to overcome all of those things. And then yeah. you eventually... Just, you, believe in yourself. you can jump that cliff and make it to the other side. That's what everyone no, does. But of course. No one, ever, no one ever falls short. But yeah, I think that's why we want... Because it is a major thing that projects go unfinished in the hobby world. Not that I don't oh have God, many so of those. I just, yeah. I just get rid of them to deny their existence. Or they go oh, in, into the that, back of the closet. That is honestly one of, the, one of those, those things, right? Like, um, there's only so many projects you can do. So it's okay, I guess, to... If you failed on projects or you've just given up on some of the projects you want to do, you know, even before we start about, like, talking about succeeding you should forgive yourself if you failed on some projects and you just want to walk away that said that's how you learn i mean (laughs) yeah and sometimes you just made a mistake and you're like you know what i I thought i was gonna be able to complete this project but i just can't do it the way i I went about it it doesn't it's not working and now i i truly hated this game and so why would i even want to finish this project right Mm -hmm. and if that's the case like if you miss the boat of playing Warhammer Forty Thousand, you don't want to play it anymore. Just walk away, man. It's fine. You didn't stop the project. The project stopped you. <laughs> uh-huh. Exactly. Yeah, and you know you can. That's one of the good things. Well, semi good things about miniatures is that they don't have absolutely zero resale value. Like they have, you can get some of your money back, especially if you haven't actually even started the the miniatures. Like let's say, like even before we talk about like actually finishing the projects. If you went in and you bought, let's say uh, the new set of, I don't know, ninth edition or something because it was new, hot, shiny. And then you brought it home and you're like, you look at your shelf and you're like, Oh my God, I already have a 3000 point army. Why do I need more space Marines or Necrons or starting a new one? Just don't start it. It's you're okay. Like, wait, you realize I like, made wait. a mistake. 
you're like, I only want 10 guys out of this whole thing. Why, why do I have all the Necron <laughs> side and the Marine side when I just needed 10? Yeah. Dudes. Yeah. So, so I guess the first uh, thing about finishing projects is don't start projects that you shouldn't actually be working on is the number one thing, right? So be okay to walk away. Just don't, don't start it. Don't, don't yeah. even start it. Just, or, or like if you start it, it's okay. Just pack it away and realize you made a mistake and walk away. Yeah. I see a lot of people do that. I, I've eventually learned from that over time and, and not gone down that road quite as much lately. But like as miniature gamers, we're super enthusiastic and I would like to think we're more creative than the average person. They're not listening, so we can just claim this and be undisputed. <laughs> yes, yes, of course. But like I don't what's know. more creative? Painting miniatures or or like reading a book or like painting a full painting or or making music? Ugh, whatever. You don't have the ability to <laughs> assemble everything and then also, you know, change what's there. And, yeah. Oh, I can totally see those people not finishing their projects too, but <laughs> Honestly, finishing your projects is not just a miniature thing. We're talking about specifically in terms of the miniature game and hobby, but we're kind of not. We're talking about projects in general, right? Yep. But we're going to kind of relate it back to like steps to get involved in doing your miniature projects, mm -hmm. just how yeah. they directly apply. So you can but, say this is an example. So yeah. So what? Give, so let me give an example of. Well, I already gave an example of uh, <laughs> a project, uh, like a hypothetical project that I started. That I was like, you know what? Forget this. That's uh, Warhammer. So I technically I didn't go into ninth edition. It was oh okay. Edition. I'm like, what? You bought that? Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> no, I did. I did. I learned my lesson from eighth. But I did go into eighth, uh, and you know I got hyped with it, bought a bunch of stuff, and then I was like, you know what? Halfway through, I was like, this is not for me. I, why am I getting all this stuff? And I just yep. stopped working on it, and I, I'm okay with it now. Yeah, but you're not playing the game. And I guess it's the same thing for me with my Crix army, which is like the undead army and war machine. Uh -huh. I built a bit of it and then went to go like completely overhaul it. But then in the uh -huh. court overhauling it, it was taking so long that, you know, people stopped playing the game or our gaming group stopped yeah. playing the game. Yeah, and the game kind of changed a lot. So there was no point in finishing the half-finished project. Yeah. So that's my excuse. And so it's okay, yeah. It's hundreds it. guys shelved. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And sometimes if you don't, like with miniatures, like some projects, you just drop it like it's hot. But for miniatures, you can always, if you're not ready, even emotionally to, even if it's just emotional, you're not ready to let it go. Our hobby's not so expensive that you can't just shove it into the back of your closet, not look at it. And especially if it's not assembled, they don't take up too much room. No, like, like I repurposed some of them to play Frostgrave, a bunch of witch-looking models. So I'm like, yeah, I feel good about this. You know, I finished some part of this project. Just one yeah. different direction in the end. Yeah, so it's okay. Keep them in the back of your closet. Don't even take it. Move on. It's fine to drop some projects. Yeah. However, so I would, I would if, go back to the start. I think we could talk about like starting projects as like the the initial yeah. ideas. They'll come up with so many ideas that yeah. a lot of people go so, and they they pull the trigger right away. Like they come up with the idea uh, and they're like, I have to go like strike immediately on this, even though it's building like a 200 man strong rat man army. It's like, uh, maybe, maybe, you know, think on this for a day or two before you, or maybe uh, like, or two yeah. before you pull the This is off. definitely, yeah. So this definitely goes back into the, like, pick your battles, basically. If we were just to sum it down, like 
pick your battles and be able to walk away from projects that you realize are not worth finishing, right? So take some time. Like if you're going to start a new project, it's fine. This is our hobby, right? Even if it's not your hobby, it often um, is worth spending a little bit of time thinking it through, seeing, deciding, is this really a project you want to take on, right? And yeah, to some extent, before like, you get in there. Because to some extent, playing the project out is kind of fun in and of itself. Like coming up with ideas for conversions, coming up with like what your armies are going to be and all that. And then mm-hmm. make, make sure to write it all down so you've kind of got a plan going into this thing. Yeah. And well, we can go a bit from there later, but it is kind of fun to plan out projects and like yeah. paint schemes and all that. But you don't always and, have to execute. Like yeah, I have actually, yeah. Okay, go on. Like email threads basically to myself. Like, oh, yeah. how would I create this project? And then like folders full of ideas. But they don't always get the trigger pulled on them because I don't pull the trigger that quickly on most things, which has been learned yeah. this time. So that's, this is one of those things. Sometimes, actually, the, you'll realize the project that you actually wanted to do was just picking out the army or the, the stuff and not actually assembling and making and creating your miniatures or, or this army, right? Mm-hmm. The fun that you were looking for was just choosing what you would do. Excuse me. If you were to, uh, for example, actually, this is, I guess technically this is not miniatures, but like the other day I started becoming nostalgic for magic, the gathering, the card game. Cause some of our friends were talking about it. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yes. That plus YouTube videos, the algorithm told me yeah. that I should care about magic again. So and it, wow. It just knew you. Okay. Good job. Google. Yeah. So, so it started like, you know, infecting my brain. And then I started thinking, right? Oh, maybe, maybe I should create a magic cube. And a cube is basically you buy a whole bunch of cards from around the sets. And then so that you can basically draft with, you make your own set from all of the, the, like the thousands or the tens of thousands of magic gathering cards, you make your own set and then you draft from that. So you, it, it becomes like a mini game where you can just have like, you know, four or eight guys over and you can play without having to like, Craft, lovingly craft your decks forever, right? Okay. So I ended up making this cube, right? On the computer? Like picking out the cards. Yeah, picking out the cards and doing all the stuff. And then I realized after I had like chosen the, the cards, um, I didn't want to buy the cube because it's a lot of money. <laughs> well, and, and you're like, what am I going to do with this? Okay, so I accomplished the project. Yeah. And what do I do with the project once I have it? Yeah, like literally we're in quarantine. Even if I were to go out and technically complete it, as in go find all these cards and, and buy them because they're all old cards, right? So I did the half of the project that I enjoyed, which is like choosing the cards I would put into my cube, which is the planning part, but actually going out, buying them all and then getting them together. There's no reason for me to do that now because literally it's going to be at least, I don't know, six months before I could even play with this thing. What's the well- point? Well, and how most people we know like playing magic and the people at our store that play magic want to build their own deck and then play with it. So actually getting to use the project. Cube is, is a cube, cube is actually a spe- special format. And of yeah. course you're, you're not going to bring it with, you know, you're not going to bring it to a, a magic event where everyone's like, I'm going to, I want to play my standard deck. Right. Yeah. The entire point was actually, I was like, Oh, maybe I should get all of our friends from high school who used to play magic. Actually it was elementary school. Yeah. 
That's correct. <laughs> together and be like, hey, let's try this out. And, and I was going to throw in, like, in my queue, all of these cards that were from, like, the editions that we played, right? Revised, Mirage. Fourth, fifth. Uh, uh, yeah, fourth, fifth, uh, Visions. Um, and then, of course, I had to add in other cards from, from the other sets, basically just to make it balanced and make the... You know, I don't know, the designer The designer in me kicked in and I was like, oh, well, I have to make sure that each of these colors have to be uh, quintessentially representative of that color. And so I couldn't just use the, the editions we played with. But basically the whole point is that after I completed it, I realized I shouldn't continue it anymore. And I was just like, okay, I just saved myself like over $200 by not actually going out and buying it. Mm. And, and all you, the time it took most, to actually find all those cards. And you got most of the fun without spending most of the time and money. Yeah, exactly. And maybe, basically I put it into a document exactly like you're saying, yep. and I shelved it. And maybe in six to 12 months, if mm-hmm. you know we're out at a barbecue next summer and, and I mention it and people become interested, I could go in and do it then. But in the meantime, back to miniatures. <laughs> so, so no loss there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, so that's just kind of the, you know, good planning, doing all those things, as opposed to immediately jumping in and starting to buy the cards that I, I was choosing instead of, you know, yeah. So the one situation where I'd say, nah, just, just go straight into it is if it's like a small project, like maybe it's painting one squad or like building a small piece of terrain. If you're like, yeah, I really want to do this. And it's something that's going to take you like two weekends. Yeah. Just strike right then when you're enthusiastic. But make sure it actually it's going to take like a couple painting sessions, not months on those sort of projects. Yeah, just mm-hmm. go for it. Would be my yeah. My I actually that is actually I have five things that I want to go through, and that is my number one task. So after planning and deciding, you know, oh, I want to do this project. I actually want to complete it. Maybe you you've started like ten projects and never finished that, and you try to turn over a new leaf, and you're like. I'm going to start finishing the actual armies that I, I, I create. The first thing, the first suggestion I have is just do it, which is exactly what you're saying. Well, I'm, I'm saying, I'm saying don't even, don't second guess yourself if it's small. If your enthusiasm's there and it's small, yeah. get it done. Uh, Big? Yes. Second yeah, technically, technically, that's my second one too. So yeah, so, so I think one of those things is like a lot of people, so this is almost like the opposite of the planning thing, but like, there's only so much planning you can do before you've decided. Right. And if you've planned it out and you look at it and you're still, you're just staring at that plan and you're like, you know what? I really, really want to do it. You're still burning with a passion right now, you know, but you're worried for some reason. There's only so much of that like dithering that you should do. And, and sometimes like, sometimes you're just worried. Oh, what, what should I do? What have I really chosen the right paint? How like there's so such things over planning. So I'd say a lot of people just sit there and, plan and imagine without actually doing and it starts to drain them of their energy yep and that's the point where you're just like you've planned enough at some point you just got to cut yourself off and you say and say am i going to do this project or not and if you're going to do it just jump in and start that so on that note though i would say maybe depending like for bigger projects where you've got to make like a whole bunch of the same building or you've got an army that's all going to have the same like, similar paint scheme that say let yourself go part way into it by doing like a test run of something. Whether if you're painting miniatures, like buy a couple of the miniatures that are one of the quintessential ones of that range. Yeah. That you feel like you're almost certainly going to do them. And if you fuck up the paint scheme on one guy, 
oh no, you're not going to, you're not going to feel that bad about yourself. You're like, okay, mm-hmm. this didn't turn out like I thought you tweak yeah. it. And then once you've got that confidence from getting the scheme down, then mm-hmm. like jump to the next level of starting to like yeah. come back with your giant handful of boxes. Yes, exactly. So like, I guess that's the the second thing is I, I guess for, for what I was thinking, right. Is, um, to just do it and not ruin it. Like when I say just do it, I don't mean exactly like you're saying, go out and buy 500 models or 500 model kits, right? Buy the one and just start, start the thing. So my second one is actually uh, start small. Yes. We see with all those like posts on for sale groups, it's like, Oh wow. (laughs) you, You bought a lot of stuff and didn't start it. Yeah. And technically, part of why they bought it is because the fun they were looking for is the the commerce. I think we've talked about this before, yeah. right? Just buying stuff is fun. So, oh yeah. So that they got, you could say, the fun that they wanted. Whether it was worth like losing the the difference between so buying it new and resale. Value to sell the boxes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know whether whether it's worth it because you're like you. It has resale value, but you're still gonna lose like. It's at least probably 30%. like at least thirty percent, yeah. yeah. Especially if you consider uh, the more you have to drive to meet them or or shipping and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the more corner case the project is, the less likely the harder it gets to offload things. Yeah, yeah. So instead, start small. Mm-hmm. And there's there's a lot of benefits of. I would even say not just about. Um, start like start with um, a small piece of your project um so there's 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 both right when you have a general large project you want to work on the smallest piece of that project that you could feel you could complete right and yeah. oftentimes that's just one miniature like you're saying right yeah, one like, you know what something yeah exactly and the thing with you know doing one miniature it's just fun to do one miniature yeah it's not an army but painting one cool miniature that you really liked is in and of itself a goal, right? And then again, like you said, you can test out whether you even like the miniatures. Maybe you just liked the um, the pictures online and you don't actually like the miniatures up close, right? But if you buy that small thing, you do that, you can test all these things, these small things out, right? And the second thing is like, um, oftentimes the larger your project is, the hard, the the longer the slog can be and the, and the more likely uh, you will lose steam and drop the project and not have enough energy to finish it. Right. Yep. So it's yeah, the same thing, honestly, with any single, any project, right? Like mm-hmm. when I start projects, even like I basically learned this from work, honestly, right. <laughs> Is the idea uh, you might have really, really big plans, right but you need to scope it down to an MVP to increase the likelihood that you'll get there to the end, right? That your energy, especially when you're talking about this being a hobby Mm -hmm. uh, that you have where you're not getting paid at all to do this, generally speaking. So you need all of that energy to come from inside of you. And the smaller the project, the more likely you're able to make it there. So like, and I think this is one of the hardest things for people to do, at least judging from work, right? Is to take, to, to truly tell yourself, what is the MVP? What is the minimum viable uh, product that I could have? Right? The, the smallest project that I could complete and just say, this is done, right? If I don't want to continue. 
yeah, to give yourself like stages to complete the project and don't try to like, like for miniatures, you don't have to reach a hundred percent of like the whole army range to play the game. Just be like, okay, here's an army mm-hmm. list I would enjoy playing. Maybe it's not optimized or anything like that. Just because if you buy mm-hmm. like some boxes of figures, maybe it comes with some stuff that ideally wouldn't be in your final army. But you're like, well, I've got it now. I'll paint up all these guys that I've just managed to buy. And then I'll start doing maybe some of the more difficult stuff or maybe the stuff I'll use less or like the variants I want to add to the army maybe some of the time. Like mm-hmm. do those later. So you've at least like, you can put it on the board, get the sense of accomplishment out of that. Mm-hmm. And then like, you don't feel like you're in the slog anymore because you've actually reached that milestone that other people can, other people can even yeah. see, which gives you enthusiasm. Yeah. Yeah, when you yeah. have your MVP and you can actually feel like you can reach the ending and you mm-hmm. can actually complete it, that's a huge incentive and benefit to actually do it. Like, think about when you're doing a project or you're, you're painting a model, the excitement you have, like there's always, even like with one model, right? There's always a lull somewhere, but the excitement you have when you're almost done, when you yep. feel that like, oh my God, this is almost done. I'm going to be able to show it off to my friends or at least just look at it to myself, right? And turn it around and be like, oh, I've, I've completed this thing. Mm-hmm. When you have a smaller project, your ability to have that feeling coming up at the end uh, is a much larger part of your project because your project's smaller. <laughs> so, yep. And then you can always, with an MVP, right, expand the project. So now I'm done the small piece. You can be like, start another small one, right? And so if you dice your project up into smaller pieces, you're constantly having that feedback loop at the end of being like, oh my God, I'm almost done. I can almost use it. I can almost show it off. I can almost do those things. So yeah, once you've set that goal, I think it would help you. It helps you to break the project down into parts after that. Like, because mm-hmm. having the yeah, whole- Yeah, it also makes you show, makes you decide what parts you really want from the project. Yeah. Yeah. Once you know, then you can, it helps you to break the project down into parts. Cause you're like, okay, what do I need to break this into mm-hmm. to get to this point? Mm-hmm. So it's not just like random goals of, Oh, I'll paint all the infantry this time. Now I'll paint all the tanks next time. Yeah. Every chunk becomes too demanding possibly on you. Yeah. And it becomes, yeah, exactly. So like if you well, talk I'm about gonna MVP, paint, I'm gonna paint all with the actual people. goals with, yep. Go on. You're like, I'm going to paint 200 bases at once for this. There's a goal. Yeah, that's not an MVP, by the way, because no. you don't have a you don't have a product at the end. You just have half a product. No, you have a you've, state. You've done. created a goal. Goals are obviously great. By the way, I assume that that's not even one of my things. No, obviously, you should have goals. You should break the, your plan down into different like different goals. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, is that is that one of the things you 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 want to get on? Like, definitely, you should have goals. And set them. Oh yeah, no, you should break it into pieces. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Because part of what miniatures. But definitely make sure that your small MVP is a, is enough that it can feel complete. Like you said, your my, your small goal feels, shouldn't be do two hundred bases. Yeah, my feels complete in the miniature space means you can play with it. Like yeah, get together with your friends and use it. It's, it's or not, put it on your shelf, right? If if you're just doing this because you just want to pay miniatures, mm-hmm. you you've done enough so that you can put it on your shelf and be proud, right? That's a goal. So if you're painting like, I don't know, an ar- a, a, like an army of space Marines, your goal shouldn't be, I'm going to paint all of the legs because even if you're just trying to display it, you're putting up a bunch of half painted space Marines. Even if you painted fifth, like a hundred space, half of a hundred space Marines, that's, that's not a complete project. You can't put that on a shelf. You can't play it while 
you shouldn't play with it because it's not painted. <laughs> so that's not a full, that's not a, that's not an MVP. You should instead even do 10 models, right? Because when you have a 10 man squad, you yep. can put that on your, on your shelf and be like, Oh, that looks cool. Right. Yeah. You don't have to paint the blue on all like 70 of your Marines at once. I mean, it would seem efficient to do the airbrushing if you've got an airbrush to do all like 70, but in reality, it's going to kind of hurt you. To yeah, I think a lot of people don't take in, they, they think about the technical part and they don't think about the internal, um, internal the resource of your energy and yeah. your um, enthusiasm. Like this is a real thing. We're all humans, except maybe in the future. But as of right now, we're all humans. We all have this emotion and we need this energy to get through these projects. And you have to keep that in mind. Mm -hmm. Technically, this is also true just in general for work. Like a lot of people and a lot of, I'd say, not as, you know, like companies that have trouble with uh, retention don't take into account the fact that you need to make sure that you keep up morale and keep energy high with, with, your people so they can get through the day mm-hmm. it's not just about hours although yeah. a lot of it and technically in work and a lot of it is just hours because <laughs> mm-hmm. people just overwork people but like yeah yeah we both work in like professions where you're sort of managing your own projects you're not being told what to do you mm-hmm. we've got to take the steps ourselves like okay i've got to break this down for myself and give mm-hmm. myself my own tasks and all that so we kind of got years yeah. of doing that behind us but I find for work with work not being a fun thing and there being more like a set, you basically have to take a set path through things more often. It's just like, mm-hmm. okay, here's the time. Like, you have to manage your energy more, I find, with work because mm-hmm. it can take unlimited amounts of it. So you just have to keep up as much as possible. But just to make sure yeah. you're working. Work can be more draining, at least for the hobby, like to a certain mm-hmm. extent, just working on the hobby. Like the entire point is supposed to be fun. So for a certain amount number of hours for hobbying, it's you actually gain energy from hobbying as opposed to mm-hmm. losing energy, right? Yeah. At some point, it becomes like physically demanding. Yeah, there's, there's a limit, right? You might gain energy for five, yeah, five hours maybe. Like if you only do it once a week, if you only do the weekend, five hours of hobbying is probably energizing. Yeah, and then you look forward to it by the time you get around to it next week. Whereas yeah. if you're doing three hours a night, some people can do that, but not everybody's going to be able to keep yeah. themselves at that level. Yeah, so maybe you want to, you know, manage your time and make sure that you have your a small enough project that you, know, you can still complete it if you only do one or two hours a night, right? Yeah, but I find with work, it's more about maintaining an energy level as opposed to just like maintaining enthusiasm. That's why it's called work. The spending maybe like 45, 50 <laughs> It's minutes. called work to me because you get paid. So Exactly. But yes, that's, that's more positive. I'm... I'm more of a capitalist than you, baby. Less a capitalist? I don't even, actually even know. Okay. I'm I'm more positive about work, at least. <laughs> like you can like work. I think that's possible. Oh no, my my work's interesting, but it just requires like throwing energy into it as opposed to gaining energy from it. But like just spending that's a certain amount, like taking more breaks at work seems to be the way to get things accomplished because you've got to go for long slogs. That spending like find spending like 45, 50 minutes on mm. then taking like 10, 20 minutes off then doing, uh, doing it again. So taking a break is what you're saying. So you, ma- you need to manage never, your energy, make sure you take breaks. Never letting yourself get really drained. Yeah. Mm. Whereas with your hobby, That's actually a good point. A lot of people don't do that. Yeah. 
yeah, with hobbying, you can let yourself get drained by the end because you're going to take like a whole day off or several days off. Yeah. You feel like, yeah. Uh, but at the same time, some people, that's the reason why they burn out, right? Like if, if you hear burnout, it's because someone has knowingly or unknowingly, well, unknowingly put too much time and effort, even if it was something that they generally love in smaller doses. Um, the burnout thing is the fact that they put so much time and energy, they've overcome their ability for their, you know, their mental state to enjoy it. Right. Yep. And so sometimes you just don't realize that you're not the type of, like, uh, that you can't put in however much time you're putting it into it. Right. So, uh, it might've been, and it could be just that, you know, you've changed, right? Maybe you're getting older or maybe you have more stress from other things. So you don't have enough time. And it might've been before you, you could put in, let's say, I don't know, three hours every day. And then at, at some point you're like, Oh, this is too tiring. Uh, but because you felt like you, you always did it that way. You, 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 you're supposed to be able to continue to do three hours a day. Sometimes you just need to take that break. Right. It's yeah, like if my work if my work is easy and there's a lull, I can put three hours of hopping in every day because I haven't expended it elsewhere. But if work's pushing you and you've got lots of other just social stuff going on, you're like, nope, this isn't this is not the energy to put into yeah. this. Yeah, like it's the kind of thing where sometimes you you're saying, Oh, I want to finish this by, I don't know, some sort of convention or something like that, right? Or or I want to get this onto the onto the table, right? Or this new stuff, these new models onto the table. Mm-hmm. But um, you don't have the energy to do it. That's pos- That's often what causes the idea of, oh, it causes the burnout, right? Where you think that you 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 have something telling you that you're supposed to be finished or completed at some some sort of time. When actually, remember, this is a hobby, so like you you really shouldn't. Yeah, I've tended not to. Set- uh, basically, basically what you're talking about is deadlines. Like I've tended not to set deadlines for hobbying. Oh yeah. Really. Actually, that's one of my points. I think you actually should set deadlines, mm-hmm. but you also have to be cognizant that you don't burn out because of your deadlines, right? The deadlines are movable is what I would say, but I would say actually uh, for deadlines, I think they're actually a very good way to incentivize you to um, get things done right because again this goes along with the goals right it's one thing to have a goal to say you know i want to eventually finish my um let's say i, I want to finish uh my yujing army for infinity right and i have let's say 20 models or so right uh if i just say it in general and nebulous then i i it's hard it it's hard to to harder to actually imagine when you're going to do it or what time you're going to work on it. And all of these side things are going to constantly be um, interrupting you. But if you set yourself a deadline, it helps focus um, what you actually need to get done. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then when you're sitting down and, and you have a, you have some free time and you're like, okay, so I have, I can either go play this video game or I can paint my UJ. Right. And if you have that deadline in the back of your head, that's saying, you know what? I kind of wanted to get this done by, I don't know, November, right? Yeah, like say then, you've got a tournament coming yeah. up or you're going to meet up with your friends to play games. Yeah. That does give you something you can treat as a, as a deadline. Yeah, it's, it's, it's both a reminder and an incentive to go sit down and work at it. Because 
Sure, the, the, maybe at the time, the video game seemed like the better option because you're like, oh, you know, it's, I've got to set up my paints and do all these kind of things. But when it comes to November, you, like, without the deadline, if you had just constantly played video games instead because the, the short-term goal of just doing whatever's easiest at the time seemed like it was better. But in November, when you're still not finished your UJing, overall, your happiness is lower. Whereas if you set the deadline, you know, it, it, maybe at the time, just getting over the hump of, you know, setting like your, your paints might, might have been harder. Mm-hmm. But at the end, when you're done, you're UJing, you have your project done, you're able to put your UJing onto the table, violin in quarantine, or maybe you, f- you, you move to Australia or something or, uh, or China or something, specifically you can play somewhere where there's no COVID. Um, then uh, you actually have your UJing to play. So to me, this like, the deadlines are, are great and kind of incentive, especially if you're the kind of person like me who gets easily distracted, right? Yeah, so I find going back to what we were talking about before, about giving yourself like a list of stuff to do, that I find that writing down like the steps and then breaking those into further steps, it's like, okay, I've got to paint this color as the next step, just so you know, like, because when you paint models, often you build, you try and build it from the bottom up, like the lower layers, the upper layers, like, okay, I'm going to paint this layer next, this layer after that. And yep. so you just remember to paint all the right colors on the model and not forget after the back. That I find just breaking it down like that into a task list encourages me to just like, okay, I want to cross this off. Mm. So rather than yeah. setting a deadline, it's like, here's the next thing you're going to do. Specific tasks to, to accomplish. Get it, get yeah. it crossed off. So I find yeah. that keeps me motivated to a decent degree. And same thing. So for it sounds though also because you, it sounds like you generally have a set time or at least a bunch of times where you know you're going to be modeling every week. Yeah, that's right? one of the other topics I think we should talk about. Yeah. It's true. Like, it, you got to do the thing that's right for you, right? So some people need a deadline to help incentivize them. Some people just need a task list of just things things to get done, right? And that's that's enough. Well, and, and like you It's true. Said. Like, you, you need to be able to move your deadline if you need to. Remember, this is a hobby. It's supposed to be energizing. It's supposed to be fun. If your deadline is stressing you out, uh just move it (laughs) yep like at least the task list kind of stays consistent yeah yeah i think it really depends on you know what what you need you should try them both out try you know what try everything out try everything out all these things we talked about there's all sorts of different ways that different people do things to to motivate themselves right there's not a one-size-fits-all yeah so going back to what you said as well like some people do need to set like a specific time you're like, okay, mm-hmm. here's my block. Like even with people who talk about working out, there's like, here's, here's the times I work out at. And that's the only way to get themselves mm-hmm. to do it. Yeah. Like this so make I, it regular. Yeah. I go to the gym. That's the only way they get it done. Or they like, yeah. maybe they have even less motivation. They've got a book time with a personal trainer. So they're, yeah, it's not just so them or they've got to have like yeah. a buddy to do it with that. Yeah. You just have to somehow like get that time slotted in. If yeah, so it's regular, right? It becomes a habit as opposed to constantly trying to do it. If you're not, if you're not always drawn like to mm-hmm. your miniatures, but you want to get more of it done because let's say you get a lot of enjoyment of actually having them done, or you you realize that you get a lot of enjoyment once you're in the middle of hobbying, even yeah. if you if it's hard for you to start, set those times. Be like every Sunday after church, or if you don't go to church, like after or before. In the afternoon, I have this three-hour block. This is my miniature hobbying time every week. Or at least, or at least tell yourself you're going to start and you're going to do minimum fifteen minutes. And then, if you if you like feel like you're into it, you keep going. But 
Like you're yeah. not roped into it. So often that you just, you start with 15 minutes and then three hours pass by. Yeah. Because, you know, once you start, it's really fun, right? Yeah, a lot yeah. of the, the hardness is just sitting down there and getting your mind in the right spot, right? If you're the type of person that has, has this kind of trouble. Mm-hmm. Um, so. And I think you mentioned something there. That's actually my number four. Okay. I guess I haven't really been saying, saying that numbers are, but um, that is um, if you need a personal trainer or a, a buddy, that's, that's totally fine. That's not like a weakness or whatever. Um, getting help and support is really important for, in my opinion, <clears throat> for getting these projects done, right? There's so many different things that they help you with. Well, one, they help you keep you motivated, right? Because always when you go and talk with someone else, you know, like a lot of people need to get energy from, you know, we're social animals to get energy from other people, right? Whether it's showing off the progress you're doing or just having someone there to like crack the whip. Yeah. Or, oh yeah, that's, that's ideas. Just be like, you know, you, you know, every week, you know, they're coming and they're showing you what, what they have and, and you, you're telling them uh, for the fifth time, yeah, I'm, a, I'm about to start my uh, putting paint and blue on my space Marines. Like, they're going to tell you. <laughs> Hopefully, they don't actually have to tell you. Hopefully, mm-hmm. you're guilted enough by saying the exact same thing five weeks in a row that, you're, that you, it incentivizes you a little bit more to get that stuff done. Yeah. Yeah, and like we found that having groups of friends just to post even pictures of what you've been doing if you don't get together on a regular basis is yeah. even kind of a nice incentive because you're like, all right, I want to – more prove that i i'm doing the work yeah it, it's so good and then i think we've mentioned this before that we have now uh during quarantine right mm-hmm. it's so hard to get like usually one of the things that helps you is that when you go on a you know people have like a hobby night right where they go and play games uh that's kind of the incentive to get things done so you can show it off to to the people that on the hobby night right mm-hmm. now it you know everyone not everyone but like so many people are in quarantine depending on where you live um, it's really good to have a online hobby group, right? That's like so much of our lives now are actually just online <laughs> that, you know, the incentive and the sharing can also go online. So on Mondays, we basically have a hobby group. We mentioned this before. Uh, we all get together. We paint together, talk about games and show off our stuff terribly because apparently uh, uh, video cameras are terrible for showing off miniatures. But... <laughs> But we try anyways. Mine, mine is especially terrible now that I've had to return my professional equipment to work. Yeah, so, anyway. um, no, but no. you can always just talk about it and then take a picture and put it on a group. It's, it's such good yeah, half, uh, half support half and help. Talking about what you're doing. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, that's, that's another aspect of the, definitely a way of staying motivated is sort of being accountable to other people. Mm-hmm. So yes. I guess the other part about keeping motivation up is going back to the topic of like having breaks. Uh-huh. The breaks can mean, I suppose, different things. Like maybe it means yep. not painting three hours day after day. Maybe it means mm-hmm. painting a couple times a week. Maybe it only means painting for like, depending on if your schedule is tight, maybe only painting half an hour a day mm-hmm. for some people. And then I guess for others, like we were talking about at the beginning, having really big projects you're tackling. That mm-hmm. I find it's helpful to have like more than one thing going concurrently. Like mm-hmm. say maybe I've got some terrain I'm working on. Maybe I've got some mentors I'm painting. Mm-hmm. Or you're like writing something Practicing up. Practicing a list for a tournament as well. 
Yeah. So that you're not like, oh, I'm stuck doing this thing and I've got so much further ahead. You're like, okay, I've got some other army. Maybe it's a whole different army you're working on. Yeah. Maybe two armies at the same time and you just don't quite have the feeling about one of them. You yeah. can kind of take that break by just switching to another project that your enthusiasm is a bit higher about. Yeah, this is definitely one of the, the good things about miniature gaming is that um, the hobby is so large. There are so many different things you can do to help push your hobby forward, right? Um, like we said, assembling miniatures, painting miniatures, buying miniatures, mm-hmm. uh, working on terrain, uh, so planning cool. out color schemes, even working on fluff, like story and putting putting some sort of story behind your, your miniatures, right? Yeah. Um, playing, obviously, right? Talking, even like talking and strategizing, like all these kind of things feed into the hobby, right? And so, although I do feel like you shouldn't just do talking. <laughs> no, those, those people become questionable <laughs> yeah. after a while. Yeah, if you, it's true. If you only do talking and you don't even play, that's honestly one of the... Uh, I don't know, the most incomplete ways to participate in the hobby. Because you will start talking, like, because you've talked so much, you will often talk with great authority on what is good and, the, like, the best way to play. But because you've never actually played, you're just basically wrong. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then the people that have spent less time talking and more time playing, uh, they, they, they've already tried it. They've like, tried it on the board and it didn't work. Yeah, and they're like, and they're all like, yeah, it's not really it. it, was a, it was only because unpaid. they don't talk as much and because you know you might dominate the conversation, they, they'll be polite and they'll just be like, sure, yeah, you sure, sure. Oh, that's the worst. If they start brushing you off, then you can't even participate in in the talking part. Nope. So you got to at least play some games or at least paint. Same thing with painting. And I guess this is one of those things where having other people there will incentivize you for good, good habits. Cause they'll be like, come on, dude. You, you half ass this part. <laughs> yeah. You're actually showing what you're doing. To be fair, that is my final thing. So I said, just do it. Start small, get help and support, set deadlines. And my last one is my well, second last one is you should cut corners. Yeah, I read a couple of articles before doing this podcast and a lot of them mentioned that and like, I don't agree. <laughs> I so, so, possibility. so, okay. I, okay. Let me, let me, let me qualify that. Mm-hmm. Okay. So well, no, obviously, you're, you're not, as I said, you're not alone. Like a lot of people talking about yeah. burgers in general, bring this part on. Yeah. That, this is one of those things to push a project to completion. And I, it really depends on um, the project and, and how close you are and how exhausted you are. Right. I think right. one of the issues is that when you have, when you don't, when you, you've bitten off more than you can chew because you, you, you were unable to keep your MVP small and, and don't get, most people cannot keep their MVP an MVP, right? Your eyes get really, really big and you bite off more than you can chew. Mm-hmm. And you think, oh, I can do this huge thing. Well, um, as it comes down to it, right, you, you end up accidentally saying, you know, you, like we said, you should paint small enough number of people so you can actually complete it. And then you're like, well, yeah, but technically I think I can do 20. I can do 20 Space Marines, right? Not 10, like not four, 70, but I can do 20 Space Marines altogether. So you painted like just the blue for 20 Space Marines, right? 
mm-hmm. uh, sometimes you realize, oh my God, like in the back of your head, you're like, okay, I bit off more than I could chew. But you still want to complete your space marines. But your your like you said, your emotions and your 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 drive is burning very, very short, small, right? And then something in the back of your head is telling you, no, you can't cut cut corners. You gotta complete it to the utmost thing. But what ends up yeah, happening just, for a lot of like people is they just like, it's like you your car, right? Mm-hmm. Just like, it's like yeah, you in five stages, or can you cut the blue down to three stages? Exactly, so that you can make it. Because the worst thing you want to do is do, don't cut any corners and then end without Space Marines completed. Like nothing is done, right? Nothing is use, usable. Like, because you have to realize how much energy and time you have in the tank, right? And if you only have, I don't know, let's say 20 more hours in, in you and you don't cut any corners, you just won't complete your project because it's not like you gain more, 20, more than 20 hours if you don't cut corners. It mm-hmm. just means at the end of the 20 hours, you have nothing to show for it or nothing complete to show for it, right? Yep. You have a whole bunch of guys, 70% done. Now, at the same time, if you cut corners and you complete the entire thing, you might end up doing, you still only end up doing 20 hours of work. And you still end up with a space marine that is like 70% done or whatever, 80% done, right? But you end up with a eight, the 80% that actually you can play with. That people notice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it's, it's the kind of thing like, uh, let me make it more clear. Let's say you have a space marine and you're, you, you do 80%, don't cut any corners, but you don't put their, uh, their arms on and you never complete the arms, right? Uh-huh. 80%. Everything else is perfect. It looks amazing. It's perfect. The, the marine, the, the blending, the, 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 even the... Even the, the, the low, everything. Yeah, and the base is all done. It's beautiful, right? But they don't have arms. No one has guns. No one has arms. Well, someone looks at that. Maybe, maybe, yeah, you can't put that on the table. You painted the heads on a stick, maybe, you know. <laughs> yeah, and the, and the heads are done, but they're on sticks. And that's the 80% of the project you completed. You didn't cut corners but you did not complete the project. You still lost the 20%. Whereas mm-hmm. if you said, okay, you know what? I'm just going to put everything together. The base is not going to be as nice. Maybe it's not even, it's just painted brown or something like that. But I have the freaking arms on so the, and the head on, right? And it's not like perfect. But I, now when you're done, you're 80% because you only had actually, you know, time to do the 80% of what you thought you could do. Mm-hmm. When you're done, you still have something you can put on the table and it's way better than ending up selling space marine, like having that lot on, on sale where all the bodies are done, the heads are separate and the arms are not even glued, glued on. It's usually called primed blue. That's, that's usually <laughs> how I see it sold. <laughs> yeah, those, those people were not able to even finish the project to be here. But if they actually only painted like a kill team instead, 10 guys, maybe they could have completed it. Yep. And then they would be playing games and they would have that feedback loop. They get into that awesome miniature feedback loop. So nope, I just that, call that to a, me is, yep. I just call that a failure of planning. It's like, oh, you made it too difficult for yourself. That's if you failed yeah. planning, you failed planning. You can't go back and unfail the planning. Yeah, so you've you got to deal with what you have. Yeah, you should kick your ass harder. To, <laughs> get okay, to be fair, that's another possibility. Instead of cutting ho- corners, you can kick your own ass, feel terrible, and just slog through it. That's the alternative. And you know what? For some people, they can do it. You are one of those people. Uh-huh. That's how I it works. Not. If you're going to try, go all the way. 
Don't even start. <laughs> if you have to kill yourself, just kill yourself. Uh-huh. <laughs> if you have to, like, not be able to go to whatever because you're still working on your stuff, that's just too bad. Too bad for you. You made a bad decision before. Mm-hmm. You're just not going to be able to go to that tournament. You're going to sit there by yourself while all of your friends went and, and had a good time while you're still painting your miniatures. And you should use that as incentive to do better planning the next time. Exactly. <laughs> hey, honestly, if that works for you, go for it. Because, you know, it's better than, you know, 80% of, of Space Marines. Like, a, that's completed is 100% Space Marine. 120? yes. Projects always that's gain. 120, exactly. They always become more difficult. You get more ideas after you start. That's, that's yeah. how it usually goes. Yeah, so if you can do the 120, and if you can keep that uh, uh, that uh, emotions and energy up to get to that 120, mm-hmm. even if it takes longer, I guess is is your idea is that that's I guess that's why you don't set deadlines. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Now you've seen why every other strategy has to be so well employed, other than that one. Because <laughs> you're like, otherwise, if I have deadlines, I'm not going to be able to do my 120 percent. That's fair. That is fair. Although I do remember you had a deadline one time and you did cut corners on the um, sin, Sinful Seven. Oh, yeah, yeah. There was, that, there was just oh, actually, that wasn't cutting corners. You just didn't finish it. I didn't. It was unfinished. Yeah. Because <laughs> you had a deadline. <laughs> so you, you had a deadline, so you just never finished it. It still got gold. What do you want? Yeah, are you gonna are you gonna ever finish it, or you decided it was done? No, because there was a deadline, and then the deadline. <laughs> okay, well, fair enough. There's lots of things that I've had to bring that are unfinished. It's very unfortunate. <laughs> I'll try and forget those. So yes, I don't know. For me, I think I would rather for a tournament. I would never want to put something that is not presentable. You would rather do the base mediocrely than just not have it done? Yeah, for bringing in a tournament or, mm-hmm. or like having something complete for something like that. Yep. Because um, it sticks out like a sore thumb. And honestly, when you have a lot of miniatures, um, they kind of, the, the, the ones that are more shittily done, um, kind of blend in to the rest of the things. So it doesn't help, it doesn't break immersion for both me and my opponent right when i'm playing with someone and i okay i haven't done this in a long time but if i'm playing it there's like one guy that's not painted i do feel bad about that right when i'm putting it across from my opponent's uh board and they kind of look at that thing they're like oh what's that because it's all silver and shit oh yeah i was like oh my bad and so i just stopped doing that Mm -hmm. the other thing you can do is just have enough miniatures painted or pay people before you finish your, your thing so you can actually play i think we've talked about that more about like getting like painting getting fully painted yep all right got other stuff no i just i just think that those basically topics kind of break into a before and then like an in progress steps mm-hmm. you can kind of break down the your planning stage and your like mm-hmm. test run stage and like the idea stage into like the before steps and the like so, so so yeah so let's run through a project right and how does brandon 
run through a project. Give us all the steps. Oh, wow. This could go on for another hour. I don't know if I've got that. In <laughs> Just a high um, level, high level. The right, things we've talked level. about, how, so, how it works. So the, the planning steps, it's kind mm-hmm. of usually build some army lists because that's not only the goal is to get an army list on the board. That, yeah. That's the projects. Well, there are terrain projects too. So terrain projects, I guess, involve doing a whole bunch of drawings because I've done lots of terrain things. Mm-hmm. You want to see how it lays out on the board if you've got enough stuff to fill the board. So I usually do lots of drawings for doing terrain. And then for miniatures, it's this, the drawing step is basically writing out the lists. And then, well, it doesn't always start that way. Sometimes it's more of like a theme for the army. So you come up with like the theme and the look for it you want, and then possibly build the lists around that. And then from there, it's often like gathering pictures of inspiration in the planning stage, which is okay. sort of like pictures of like the color schemes of like the even for doing the basing, like where they're set mm-hmm. so that you're planning both. So your entire like planning stage is a project in and of itself. Yeah. Like I could see, see <laughs> that. And it's this whole folder full of like hundreds of pictures and tons of lines. Oh, your planning stage. So, so how do you, how do you uh, plan for your planning stage? I guess we're, we're, we're going through right now. I have a checklist. Oh, sometimes, <laughs> they, oh, sometimes those fail. <laughs> sometimes those stop. <laughs> Okay, fair enough. Yeah. This, is retar- this is retarded. And now I don't do it. <laughs> okay, yeah. So, yes. So, there's all the gathering of pictures, doing like the color schemes behind it, because I find I want to balance like the idea for the look of it with the color scheme with the setting so that they all mesh together. Yeah. So that maybe you come up with a better idea for like the groundwork on your bases, and you're like, oh, I should change some of the colors around on these guys to match up mm-hmm. with that, or like the theme of the army to match up a bit more with that. Okay. Rather than jumping right in. So gathering all those pictures of like the people's creation and stuff. And then yeah. the terrain. And then which then you go to the color wheel to sort of get the colors you want to use for the army so it doesn't turn into a bunch of clowns. And then from there the test like doing the test models. Well, unless they're actually clowns, I guess. Yeah. In which case There's... have fun with your harlequins. <laughs> Yeah. And then from that stage, still, I would count this as like the beginning of the project, doing like test runs where you actually get to buy some minis now and then do maybe one of each type. Because not every guy's going to have the same color scheme. Like, okay, here's the couple, couple different color schemes going on within the army and then do up all of them. And then often like write down every individual step of color that gets painted. Just because yeah. often it doesn't work. Like you're like, oh, the shadow color did not work or the base color was wrong. And then rather than fucking up a whole squad, you've just like screwed up one guy and you're like, okay, I'm just going to go back and paint right over him. You don't strip him. You're like, this guy is just like, has a lot of layers of paint. He's Sorry, just guys. a test guy, yeah. And just like yeah. repaint the whole thing if it goes wrong on your test runs. Mm-hmm. And then you can go into the project more confident. You're not like, oh, I've got money. So that's your, like, your small MVP for painting at least a squad, right? Yeah, and it, the it gives you motivation yeah. that if I execute these steps properly, spending months painting these guys, the end mm-hmm. thing will work because a lot of the time when you're painting guys before you say get the edge highlighting on or maybe before you get like the black line done they just look mm-hmm. stupid mm-hmm. you don't want to be like oh i don't know if this is going to work out or not you want to be like okay once i hit the end it's going to be good because you've already okay. done the test runs oh okay i get it i get it like, so like sometimes it takes the the black lining and 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 everything to uh, sorry and and white lining to make everything look uh, right, yep. but at least complete at one time so that you have the confidence as opposed to 
have everything look like crap because yeah, you're trying to do everything at the same time and you're hoping that the black lining and white lining and, and those final touches will save it. Yeah, because those intermediate stages can look really rough. And if you're mm-hmm. spending like hours and hours on those intermediate stages, it can wear on your motivation. But yeah, if you, that's true. If you've got the assurance that you know the finals, it's going to work out in the end from doing those tests, it, mm-hmm. it really helps push through. So I would call those the beginning steps. And then like the middle steps are what we spent most of the time talking about, like how to keep yourself going. Oh, that was all just planning. That's, That's all considered planning. planning. Even the test mini is considered planning. Fair yeah. enough. Because you could give up at that point. All right. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. You haven't, you haven't invested that heavily. You haven't bought the whole army. That's true. So, and you could just like, yeah, it's a one-off. I had fun painting with this one guy, but I'm like, I mm-hmm. didn't want to go. Didn't want to do the project after I did that. Okay. So I would call all that stuff like, set up and then the in once you're into the slog of it mm-hmm. all those things talked about to keep you going i guess you listed more of those individually but mm-hmm. like the ways to keep yourself going of breaking it down into goals mm-hmm. setting time aside and then possibly setting deadlines i yeah. say possibly for that one and then and then cutting corners if you have to to make it oh, I already and it, it's the other thing with miniatures <laughs> You can always go back. This is one of those things, depending on, on how you cut corners. If the, 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 um, the more you play games, uh, and oh, sorry, the more you, you paint, sorry, uh, you, the more you realize what kind of corners you can cut that don't ruin your ability to go back and make it better, right? There are certain things that if you cut corners, you're never going to be able to fix it. But there are certain things that you can basically kind of cut corners so that you can put it on the table or, or quote unquote finish it or present it in a, in a competition without uh, with it technically not being complete, your complete vision, but being good enough that you can put it out there. Right. And that's the kind of corners that you generally want to, to be able to choose. And honestly, that just takes practice, right? You just figure out generally it's like layering, but not as much shadowing, right? Not as much shadows or blending. Right don't blend it as much or, or you don't have, yeah, it's generally that's, that's the things, right. That you can miss. Cause that's a lot of the thing that takes a lot of time where you have your, your shading, your blending, your kind of things. Um, and you can leave more things more blocky. Maybe you don't have a lot of the details that you, you might end up in the end, but you just block out the colors, right. Where it's like, okay, this is fine. People won't fully notice. Right. Especially. Yeah. So yeah. All right. Um, and for me, I think the, the, the last thing that I wanted to mention is that's really important, I think, to be able to uh, continually um, finish projects or, or, or get things done is that you should celebrate your wins. This is very important yep. that when you complete a project, don't just be like, oh, done, put it away and then keep on going and, and not think about it. Revel in like the completion, right? Take, soak in all of that good feelings of completing it. Go and show your friends and, and have your friends hype you up and be like, yeah, you finally finished it. Also make sure you have friends that don't always tear you down, right? Even as, as, it, it might feel like you, I don't know, let's say your friends are a lot better than you at, at, at finishing projects. Uh, don't celebrate or don't just have friends who are like oh finally you finished it oh man this is really not as good as 
you know, whatever you can do all the kind of things. You don't want just those friends. You want the friends that are like, yeah, good for you. Right. That understand that everyone has yeah, different levels. Right. And the fact that you finished it and they, you know, they high five you and they do all those kind of things that you need. Right. Because that's the kind of thing that, <laughs> that makes finishing your project good. Right. Mm-hmm. Being able to do those kind of things. So, you know, do it, celebrate it, love it. And that kind of feeds in and gives you that those good warm feelings to help you uh, tide you when you inevitably start a new project. All right. Well, I, I still say if you're going to do it, go all the way. There might be a pull. Yeah, ahead. go all the way. And then when you finish it, celebrate it. Yep. Exactly. Go and, yeah. There's no other feeling like doing it, the whole thing. <laughs> <laughs> Don't lie to yourself and say that just because you cut corners, you're done. You shouldn't be celebrating it. You should be ashamed. But for the stuff you finished, you should celebrate it. Feel good. Absolutely. Yeah. All right. Well, I'd like to celebrate the fact that I think we've uh, finished another podcast. All right. Well, almost. Do you have anything else to say? Oh, it's, oh, this is incomplete. (laughs) You're cutting corners. We're not fully complete. We haven't gone through the ending. All right. So what else do you want to say? No, it's just to be continued. Oh, to be continued. About what? It doesn't matter. Just (laughs) tell the people to come back. (laughs) <laughs> yeah the, the project is not fully done yet. so no. uh, yeah come back let's talk uh, if you have any projects you're working on right you want to show them off you want to celebrate uh, completing or you you want to just like share what you're doing right now come find us on uh, Facebook join a group we'd love to see your pictures and, and celebrate or apparently critique you for cutting corners yep I'm sure we will <laughs> you can critique us too that's cool yeah yeah of course uh, all right, especially Brandon, because he apparently really, really wants it. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, so uh, this has uh, been Alan. Yeah, it's been Brandon. Okay, done. We're at the end. If you want to uh, reach out to us, you can find us on Facebook at Dice Over Everything. Uh, join our group at Dice Over Everything group, or you can email us at contact at diceovereverything.com. Yeah, and if you want to see what we're working on, you can go to diceovereverything.com. So, yeah, that's it. Thanks for listening. Bye.